When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three. I'm Storm and Daddy with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Whoopity-scoop. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now here's Armstrong and Getty. Okay, trying this one out, huh? Stevie Ray Vaughan classic. I like it. Ray Vaughan, as I heard someone referring to. Yes, I'm a fan of Ray Vaughan. What? Live from Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I really don't know. Any nominations? 
general manager? I mean, I just, I'm back to just being so fed up with the fake outrage of cable news and the effort to whip up every little I don't know, about, beltway happening into some major something. Donald Trump's something uh, former doctor? Uh, you know, yeah, he's, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's fr- afraid, raped and afraid, he said. <laughs> Trump's wacky doctor? Yes. Who d- declared him the healthiest man to ever run for president. I also hate to go there again, but Kanye really making news yeah. yesterday. Oh, God, boy. he's a crazy person. Oh, boy. Just when he was trying to be Thomas Sowell, he goes all crazy person again. All right. I guess we'll have to look into that a little bit later. See, what I liked about our other music, it had a building, a building, and then about this time, it went, ta-da! And then, you know, we start the show. As right. opposed to these well, songs that just kind of keep going and then they fade away. It just show kinda, theme music. kind of sucks the energy out of me. As the song just fades away. Yeah, it's terrible. But it's, it's got awful, to. Michael. Turn it off! Turn it off! Never bring us that garbage again! Well, we're working on it. you got to try these out. Um, let's introduce everybody <laughs> in the squad. i got to write a thing. I'm going to write a song, all right? I'm going to write a theme song. It's going to be very reminiscent of the Tonight Show theme song. I'm going to break up my break out my trombone. I'm going to bone up on my bone. Michael, do we have any of my trombone stylings for the people? It's... Uh, He's got a what is He's got a search. He's got a Google Joe Getty's trombone. Then he goes to a different screen. Then he flips. Then he walks down to his local library. Then he actually goes to my house and grabs it and plays it because it's faster. Yeah, see that ought to be the theme song right there. Joe on the trombone. Uh, let's introduce everybody. We'll start with our board operator, the guy playing that stuff right there, Michelangelo. How are this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yesterday I was watching a uh, it was exciting police search. People oh, that's right. searching through the bushes for suspects. and We actually the- were not in this particular building yesterday for broadcasting the radio show as we do it from different studios. And uh, we missed out on the most exciting thing yeah. that's ever happened. Yeah. yeah. Is that what all those cops' cars were? When yep. I, w- I was leaving the station, all of a sudden, just these things with the sirens on. They oh, you're lucky you didn't get your head busted open. They actually locked down the building. Yeah. Police locked down on the building. And who did they find underneath a car, Michael? Uh, it was a topless woman, actually. <laughs> a, a topless cop puncher. Yeah. So she... Yeah, a bare-breasted pugilist <laughs> was on the scene. By the way, Sean, uh, you could check your email now and again. <laughs> <laughs> there were about eight thousand emails about that as the as the building was on lockdown, and they and they, they were searching for a suspect who was a topless woman. They found her crouching under a car. Yeah, I, I feel like I could have helped. <laughs> well, her man was on scene too, right? Wasn't he part of this, Michael? Or I think he had already yeah. been arrested, and yeah. she oh, ran, yeah. and then they went, had to go and search. removed her shirt so she Along wouldn't be recognized. I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll blend into the crowd now. How long were you? On, how long were you on lockdown? Oh, at least an hour or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Unable to leave the building. Right. I'd wow. have been a drag. I, yeah, I wouldn't have liked that part. I got people to do and things to say. Um, I would have been f- hatcheting some sort of escape plan about 15 but I minutes was in. Standing out in the patio watching these guys go through the bushes with the dog and stuff, and I was yelling, warmer, warmer, getting colder, getting colder. <laughs> now you're warm. Yeah. So. so at any point, were you scared? Like worried there was a shooter or anything like that? Or no? No, I was fine. Okay. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, you're a rich girl, and you gone too far, and you <laughs> no, know it don't matter anyway. That's right, you went to the Hall oh, concert. yes! Because, uh, I don't know, but sometimes you ever feel like private eyes are watching you? Yes. Huh? Yeah, huh? by every move. Like yeah. a song that they sang? Yeah, oh, right. my. yeah, we get it. Oh, my goodness, was that a fun time. <laughs> that was the most high-energy, low-energy show I've ever been to. <laughs> How old do they seem to be? Quite? Not really. 
No? Um, they, they didn't move around a ton on stage, right? There's not a lot of like acrobatic dance maneuvers that they try to pull off. I don't know how they, they performed back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I don't know if they used to do that or not. Um, but his voice held up very well. Um, and yeah, it was Daryl Hall's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Daryl okay. Hall's held up very well. And, uh, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. It cool. was, it was fantastic. They, yeah, it was, a uh, it was a good time. Good concert. I love live music. Just something about human beings up on stage with essentially like string and canvas and wood and just making the sound. And there is oh, it's so amazing to me. There is something going on there that makes it better. And if they were just playing it through the speakers, which would sound the same, but the band wasn't there, it wouldn't be the same thing. Right. Right. So there's something psychological going on. And it, I th- the other interesting contrast is rock and roll, Jack, is youth music. It's made by young people for young people. But musicians don't get worse as they get older. You know, maybe your voice gets a little scratchy or something like that, but they get better. So the idea of, like, Hall & Oates showing up and being crappy, unless they're, like, on drugs That's or something. That's true to a point, though. That, probably not. There is a point. There is a there's a limit, and I always just wonder if they're at that limit yet or not. Like, I, Paul Simon was on Austin City Limits the other night, and he was terrible. Oh, yeah. He can't sing anymore. He could yeah. two years ago. Right. And he was 70. He's, like, almost 80. Yeah. So he couldn't. Yeah. But, but he can't now. And there, so there is a limit. Well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and if, if uh, Hall and Oates were 78 years old, sure. I think they were probably close to that <laughs> there limit. Yeah. Uh, there's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm doing very well. We've got uh, some uh, celebrity birthdays today. Well, number one out of the gate, Dwayne The Rock Johnson hits 46. Yes. Net worth $220 million. Well, good for The Rock. <sighs> it's a good thing rich people can be president now, because he's running. Uh, yes. And bend it like David Beckham, soccer star supreme, is 43 today. His net worth, $450 million. Is he still married to Posh Spice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why it's a little difficult to say, okay, this is all his money, because some reports say he and Victoria are worth $450 million. Yeah, she's got a lot of money. And then other reports just say he's worth $450 million. Anyway, they are doing quite well. No worries. Um, and The Rock is still a viable thing, right? Oh, he still God, puts yes. out stuff. And mm-hmm. How many movies has he done this year already? Oh, uh, at least two. Yeah. He, he's one of the most bankable movie stars yeah. there is yeah. going. Yeah, he's, mm. he's, he's a big deal. Um, uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live last year, and he was fantastic. So, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, May 2nd, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? That's the... Oh, no. Com- did, did I just hear what I uh, thought That's I, the uh... new complex theory from Kanye West that slavery was a choice yeah. for the slaves. Which, uh... Is, it was a bad one. Which is going to put some of his recent Republican supporters on their heels. <laughs> Oh, golly. Or some of the people who are starting to look to him as some sort of the the leader of some, perhaps, movement of some sort. Really going to throw a wrench in all that. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll delve into that TMZ interview later. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump's former doctor's office raided and new revelations about the presidential health. Official autopsy of the unarmed black man shot by Sacramento police has been released. So many drugs. And Facebook launching new features for you and your date. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Gettys. Cool? I guess. Um, what does mailbag look like? Oh, it's outstanding, my goodness. 
fantastic. Clever, insightful. And the virtual reality contraption that you're going to own, it's going to finally break into the mainstream of regular households. Yes! Virtual reality. What's wrong with reality reality? It's a little dull, that's it. Too much taken out the trash, not enough. Too limited. Dragons. It is limited. Too limited. I, there's my yard again. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for all that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. I just wanted to hear this so I could get a different Hall & Oates song in my head Thank than, you. than the stupid one we played before, Thank you. which is a dumb song. Done us all a service. Tell you what, I was listening to She's Gone the other day. Man, that's some great soul music. I'll put you up to that against anything. Daryl Hall, is very, who's very proud of himself, uh, once said he's the greatest singer in the world. He's a really, really good singer. And then I got to think of it, and I thought, I can't come up with people that are clearly better. So. Well, yeah, there are people you might like more, but that's a question of taste. He's, he's a spectacular singer. Right. And, and, and rather proud of himself. And Oates does a great job of, uh, with his odiness. Oh, my God. When you need him, he's there. You know? Very steady rolling, that John Oates. Exactly. I did, I did manage to avoid one of my great life fears, and that's I, I finally managed to go see Hall and Oates live. And for whatever reason, Hall can't make it. And at the beginning of the show, it's just, hey, it's just me, Oates. <laughs> so was Oates mustachioed in this particular performance? No. I was no, that's disappointing. That. Yeah, I read yeah. an interview with him a few years ago, and he... Talked about losing the stash and oh. how liberating it was. Oh. He looks good without the stash, in my opinion. That was the thing. This is really, really a stupid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it just washed over me, the realization. You got one guy with long blonde hair and the other guy with a dark mustache. It was just a good contrast. I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Mailbag. Our freedom-loving quote of the day this morning comes from the Federalist Papers via... Uh, faggoty ape, <laughs> Katie. What does that represent? Friend of Armstrong and Getty over ten years across the pond in England. There you go. So it's a Smart. special relationship. <laughs> Freedom loving quote of the day from the Federalist Papers, but from somebody in England, which is ironic historically speaking. It's from uh, none other than uh, than uh, Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton! That's the one. Quote, and and it's a little wordy. The man liked words, Katie actually points out. Men often oppose a thing merely because they had no agency in planning it, or because it may have been planned by those whom they dislike. Mm. Opposition then becomes, in their estimation, an indispensable duty. They seem to think themselves bound in honor and by all the motives of personal infallibility to defect the success of what had been resolved upon contrary to their sentiments. How often the great interests of society are sacrificed to vanity, to the conceit, and to the obstinacy of individuals. That's great. It's further proof as if you needed it. Human nature doesn't change. Long and short of it is, people often go crazy being against something just because it wasn't their idea. That seems like a terrible idea on a number of levels. It seems so counterproductive. It is. It's it's absolutely, well, it is. Uh, conceit and obstinacy. Jeez, I hope I haven't done that. I try. I would try really hard not to do that. I kind of like the idea of other people coming up with ideas so I don't have to. Maybe <laughs> well, my laziness helps. That's me. why you're such a beautiful man. 
And an awesome. example. You thought of it. Now I don't have to. An example to many. That's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> What's wrong? What's the matter with people? Human nature does not change. Our Latin quote of the day is actually a very helpful note here from Don, who uh, who, who aids me in pronouncing Spanish word or not Spanish Latin words. Um, he uses a Spanish example, etc. So thank you very much for that lesson, Don. And then he uh, provides a put down for my use in ending an argument. Invidiosa es, quad tam pulcra sum, which means you are jealous because I am so handsome. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> yes! You You're know, just I, mad because I'm so handsome. That's a pretty funny way to end an argument. Uh, you know, I should have teased mailbag as uh, I take a, a kicking. Because uh, I usually, <laughs> I often point out when somebody else is going to take a kicking. Uh, this is from uh, Aaron Pleasanton. Beautiful Pleasanton, California. Joe's no good, very bad day. Joe, you had a rough one today. First, you missed Geezer Hunters as a band name. Second, you actually proposed a 100% tax on corn to fund teaching English to non-English speakers. I'm sure the California school system would not waste a dime for this noble cause. I'm temporarily suspending your libertarian card. One more infraction and you're headed for revocation. Well, Aaron, I would point out, sir, that you are A, half deaf, and B, completely wrong. I proposed a 1% tax, not a 100% tax. And I have temporarily suspended your Armstrong and Getty listener card. Hmm, Unless I was thinking 1% and I said 100%, which is entirely possible, then I retract my lecture. Maybe they're just mad because you're so handsome. That's probably it. I get that a lot. Somebody has an explanation for uh, Kanye West's slavery comments, so stay tuned for that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Let's see, this is uh, from Mark with a C, which uh, makes him immediately suspect. I understand the ridiculousness of emailing a radio show to tell you how to talk, but for God's sake, Joe, I beg of you, please stop saying biatch. (laughs) That's all, and I thank you for your time. (laughs) Well, listen, if you're going to pick nits... It ought to be in, in, in the fashion of Mark with a C here. It was respectful. It was courteous. It was brief and thanked me for my time. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I can comply with your witches, biatches, but uh, I will consider it. Here's Pam. A&G invading my mind while doing my spring work on the property. I can't encounter a thistle weed without thinking of Jack's Thistle Be Awesome Museum. Mm-hmm. Your museum entirely devoted to the plucky plant, the thistle, in its many varieties. You can drench it and round up, chop it off at the root with a shovel, and the next day it'll be taller than it was. (laughs) It's really a symbol for America, Jack. When we were done for the day, I said to my husband, do you want to go kayaking tomorrow as a reward for our hard work? I immediately followed that with, take a kayak into those walls. And of course, neither my husband nor I can use the word China in any context without one or both of us saying, Mr. President. China. Exactly. Love the show. That is our sole purpose in doing this show. Just to mess with your head. Uh, was the internet good? Is the internet good? Are we better off or worse off because of the internet? I don't know. I'm watching a video of a baby kangaroo hopping for the first time because oh. it's because it's on the internet. So look at that. There you go. It's Crikey. Pretty, it's pretty cute. Soon the thing will be up on its hind legs punching humans. So much punching. 
Uh, here's a note from Brad. Guys, the Internet is a net benefit for society and humans, individually and together, because it allowed us to elect Donald J. Trump as president of the federal government of the United States of America, North America, Earth. There you go. USA Magnited States. North America, Earth. I've heard several different times today. I hear this every day, but I've heard several times today about how Donald Trump, Donald Trump is shredding the Constitution. So I want to talk about that later. Wow. Okay. I want to, specifically what areas of the Constitution he's shredding. I will not. Uh, I will not express my opinion on that topic. Okay. I will. I will wait for you to set it up. I want to hear more about that. As we say. Love you guys, writes Taylor. Love you back. Everybody, including Alan Dershowitz, has said that there can't be an investigation unless a crime has been alleged. Question. If Trump is brought before Mueller, can Trump simply say, since I'm not being charged with a crime, this entire line of questioning is null and void, meeting over, and drop the mic? Well, kind of, Taylor. He wouldn't put it like that, though. He would just take the fifth on everything. You don't got to say nothing to the authorities. That's a sacred right. Mm. You think I'm up to something? Prove it. I'm out. I'm gone. Goodbye. There's a political aspect to this also. Well, right. But she's asking entirely, you know, in a legal way. You're absolutely right about that. Um, uh, Also, the idea that there can't be, you can't be questioned unless you've been uh, accused of a crime is just not true. You just, they think you might know something helpful to invest an investigation. So they ask you questions. That's fine. You know, um, I heard one lawyer on a, on a Fox channel pointing out some of the questions um, are about things. How, how can you be judgmental of like what what was what were you thinking when you, you know, when you had people reach out to Russia? Lots of stuff. What do you mean? Well, he wanted a different foreign policy than we'd had in the past. Right. Where's where's the crime there? I like this. I think we have time for it. It's Robert in sunny San Diego. Guys, are you sure you're reading from the questions intended for the POTUS and not text from a 16-year-old girl? What did you think when you first saw him? How did you feel? Do you think he likes me? Do you think he likes you? Is he cute? <laughs> K-G-L-A-T. Keep giggling like a teenager, Robert in San Diego. Yeah, nice. all, the, all the what do you think questions are weird. How'd Mar- you feel? Were you totally pissed? Marshall's News on the Way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a bunch of lists, including how much countries spend on war, which is pretty interesting where the United States fits in. Uh, Jimmy Carter pointed out the other day in an article, we have uh, soldiers and... Well, I'll come up with a list. How many soldiers we have in how many countries? It's really quite amazing. We the ought world's to, policemen. We ought to keep an eye on that, because we don't. <laughs> we don't keep an eye on that at all. Why uh, would we want to keep an eye on that? Because it's our young people and in incredible expense? Or because that's what's brought down every empire on Earth? I don't see your point. Um, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Mueller doubling down. A former attorney for President Trump says investigators looking into Russian election meddling raised the prospect of issuing a grand jury subpoena to compel Trump to testify under oath. That attorney, John Dowd, told the Associated Press the subject came up during a meeting to negotiate the terms of a possible interview with the president. Dowd, you'll recall, was mentioned as the possible source for that list of questions Mueller's people want to ask Trump that was leaked to the New York Times.
Right. Well, and again, I don't I don't know if that helps Trump or hurts Trump, so it's difficult to know. Well, among the liberal media, the opinion today seems to be that Trump's people leaked that list. Because it helps him? Well, because it, it shows that there's nothing solid going on, that the, the questions are broad and vague, and why he won't testify, etc. And nothing et surprising. Right. Uh, there, there's no... Explain the meeting in Berlin in April. What? Right. There's a meeting in Berlin. <laughs> why'd you Why'd you go ahead and take that yacht in exchange for blank? All right. Yeah. Um. Uh, How do you feel when you met Jim Comey so tall? So I'm kind of confused. I've I've heard some people say that it's it's not a known thing that uh, a president has to respond to a subpoena. No. Nobody knows that for certain? Well, there's a We've fair amount of case law about it yeah. that if there's any other alternative to get the information, then the POTUS doesn't have to show up because there'd be a million and six cases tomorrow where they wanted the president to testify in this, that, or the other. So, I mean, like, I was listening to the, the, the numbskull, uh, Javier Becerra. He's actually, he's, he's smart. He's calculating. He wouldn't answer any of the questions, and so he came off as a numbskull. He's the Attorney General of California. And California sued the Trump administration 32 times now over various yeah. stuff. Every single one of those cases would be dragging uh, the Trumpster into court. Uh, it, you know, if you could. So, has, yeah. a, has a president ever been subpoenaed and showed up? Had to show up? Has that ever happened? Uh, wasn't it? Was the Clinton in that lawsuit? They finally yeah, decided I, they could get him yeah. to to do a quick. Uh, but did he do it voluntarily, or did they actually subpoena? Him? Oh no, they dragged him in, as I recall. Yeah. You know, if if you know better or more, please feel free to email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And now the president's former longtime personal physician, Doctor Harold Bornstein, is alleging that the president's then White House aide and longtime bodyguard along with a Trump Organization lawyer and another very, very large man raided his office. <laughs> that the, You used your finger quotes, so yes. that's in quotes. Yes. Another very large man. Yes. <laughs> raided his office in February of 2017 to take all of Trump's medical records. We must have been here for 25 or 30 minutes. We created a lot of chaos. The good doctor adding, I feel raped. Yeah, boy. That's how I feel. Raped. Frightened and um, sad. You know, so unless Trump's been talking, raped, let's all agree, don't use it as a metaphor for guys coming to get the president's medical yeah. records. But that, that's the president's doctor? His former doctor, yeah. So here's what Donald... The one who looks like the dude, Lebowski? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what the president that's needs... like your opinion, man. <laughs> but the president should learn. But, you know, he's an old man, so I don't know if you learn anything at that point. Um, if you... Hang around crazy people that eventually do crazy s that's going to hurt you. So Michael Flynn, who looks like a crazy person on Fox News, you hire him, he does some crazy stuff, and now it's got you in trouble. This is the guy who declared Trump the healthiest man to yes. ever run for the then presidency. Then you hire this crazy doctor. At some point, right. he's going to do something crazy. You got that crazy fixer dude, Cohen, <laughs> running around saying crazy s. At some Says point, who? he's going to do crazy <laughs> stuff that hurts you. You got to quit hiring crazy people and thinking, it's, and thinking it's always going to work to your favor. Says Jack, he was just talking on the radio. It's like dating a crazy person. Oh they're crazy. To and your other question people. is, <laughs> they're crazy to other people, but you think they're going to be all right to you at some right. point? They'll be crazy to you too. Mm-mm. What set all this off? As Bornstein sees it, it was because of an interview he did in which he said Trump took medication for hair growth. I couldn't believe anybody was making a big deal about a drug that's to grow to grow his hair, which seemed to be so important. 
and it certainly is not a breach of medical trust to tell somebody they take propecia to grow their hair. It goes uh, on. Okay, I say I got to. So is this what happened? Yeah, it is. You crazy old coot. Is this what happened? So he lets the world know that Trump takes a pill to make his hair grow. Yeah. Trump calls the fixer Cohen, says, "Hey." Uncool, take care of that. No problem, boss. I got it. Cohen gets some thugs to go in, break into the guy's office, and take all his uh, files. They didn't break in. They walked in. Said, give us the files. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Wow. <laughs> now, the White or, House or is Cohen saying... did it on yeah. his own without Trump telling Sa- him to. Sarah, Sa- Sarah Sanders says, no, no, no. It was not a raid. It was a transfer of information to the White House <laughs> medical unit. Just- As a standard operating procedure for a new president, the White House medical unit took possession of the president's medical records. Okay, no. Way to burn facts and use them to create a perfect smoky eye. I'm so sorry I said that. I'm so sorry. That was an attack on all women or something. <laughs> okay, so the doctor's crazy. So he could have just misinterpreted something that's perfectly normal. Yeah, this is what happens when somebody becomes president. They come and get all the medical records because it's now part of the White House right. medical team. Right. And- I didn't open that letter because I've been getting a lot of letters from Mars, <laughs> from Martians and other planets. Okay, so it could just be the crazy doctor not understanding things. Yes, we told you we need the medical records. We've been telling you that for months. I don't understand. <laughs> Additionally, we're not done with the doctor yet. Additionally, the doctor now says... The glowing letter he delivered about Trump's health was not written by him. It was written by Trump himself. Bornstein revealing Trump dictated the unusual letter yes, the doctor released about. <laughs> that was pretty clear. We assumed that. About yeah. the president's health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was uh, being John Barron. Dr. John Barron. <laughs> Trump writing for himself. The letter said of Trump, his physical strength and stamina are extraordinary. <laughs> Again, to the stamina thing. Yes. If elected, Mr. Trump, I can state unequivocally, unequivocally, will be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. Even you know, he's the oldest. You, you can't state that equivocally or unequivocally. <laughs> that's crazy yes. talk. Anyway, that, that's the uh, good doctor and the charges he's making. We're out of time. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> See, the weird thing about Trump is the stuff that's got nothing to do with draining the swamp or fixing America or fighting back against the parties also happens, like this doctor stuff. Yeah. Why does this aspect of the presidency have to be so wacky? He's a wacky guy. (laughs) He just is, and I think he's right about a lot of stuff, too, but there, there will not be... Any break in wackiness? Apparently not. Bing, bing, uh, bong, bong, bing, bing, Until bing. perhaps he is resting in the grave. <laughs> I mean, because after he's president, you think he'll say, well, you know, it's important for me to fade back into the woodwork and <laughs> let the current administration do No, no. Yeah, he'll be an active uh, former president. Oh, yeah. Especially if he loses. Uh, anyway, we got a bunch of other stuff to get into. Um Listicles. Do you like a listicle? What's the most fun state, the worst, the least fun state, etc., etc.? Sure. Man, I got a hundred things to talk about. Uh huh. A couple of them are interesting. Good. And the uh, did we get to the toxicology report? Not yet. Not yet. For the unarmed man shot in Sacramento that caused the uproar, we should probably mention that. It's out. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? Um, context, por favor? Here's a comment from TMZ's somebody or other. The rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I need to hear the whole interview. So Kanye West, uh, you know, he puts out that song and he's trying to to start a conversation and nuance and et cetera, et cetera. Then he throws and, and, out a, and how you know black people shouldn't feel like they have to vote one way or assume it. We shouldn't be taken for granted. Blah blah. Really helpful stuff. Good stuff. Forwarding the discussion. So Kanye later tweeted to Sean, "Do you follow his tweets, or does he just tweet so much you can't keep up with him?" Uh, I I pay attention to it, but yeah, there it's very easy to miss his tweets. Uh, Kanye Kanye later tweeted that he meant black people are enslaved mentally now. Although I I guess I'd have to hear the whole thing. It didn't sound like that's where he was going uh, with that statement well it's edited very very tightly and the only reason you do that in the business is because you don't want what's next and i just i would like to hear more of what he was trying to say the case he was trying to make was he trying to say there should have been a slave uprising or or there was complicity or 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 what i i feel compelled to to let people know that because people who are now just experiencing what is the Kanye West experience That'd for the be, first time. That would be me, more or less. I'm aware of some of his songs, but I don't really follow yeah, I've, him. Yeah, I've been a fan on and off of his for about, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 15 years. Like, early 2000s is when I first started really listening to his music. So what do we need to keep in mind when taking in Kanye? So here's the, four start, the four-step process of being a Kanye West fan. Kanye makes great art. Step two. Kanye shares complex, insightful thoughts about his art. Step three. Kanye goes off the rails, makes you question why you ever supported him in the first place. <laughs> Step four, repeat. Wow. This is his cycle. This okay. is, this and, is and, the most normal and, he could possibly and be. And has been the whole time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Does he always say stuff that off the rails? Just like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. That's his thing? Of. I mean, it, to the, the more recent or examples. does are, something nutty. Yeah, it does something nutty. Does, like, marries a Kardashian. Where he went on like this two-month jag where he was upset that that Jay-Z hadn't called him on the phone to ask him a personal question about. So, you know, he has these weird right. kind of blown-up things. Runs uh, up on stage and takes a little Taylor Swift's award away from her. Here's a little insight for y'all. Uh, didn't, people, uh, didn't the president say he was an ass, Kanye West? I, at one point, yes, he yeah. called him an ass. Um the uh, the incredibly creative among us don't generally get that way because they're happy and well-adjusted. That's not the way it works, usually. Well, he's an artist, so they, they get a special exemption. Exactly. Well, again, if you can insist on, you know, like, uh, good, solid, uh, suburban Republican behavior from all of your artists, you're going to be dissatisfied. But so, listen, his ongoing Twitter conversation I find very interesting. Um, he quotes Harriet Tubman. I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. What does that mean? I don't know. That's an intriguing thing to talk about. Then he, uh, somebody texted him and he, he tweeted it. I've been reading your tweets and seen your interviews. You're opening the eyes of the people in the world. Kids at school are talking about you in such a respectful way. We have all been slaves of something, scared of something, addicted from something. You're helping all of us to be free, etc. Much love and respect. So, so I, just, I, mean, I don't. Kanye announced that he was addicted to opioids at some point, or still is. Said something about that. Yeah, I think I did hear that. Yeah, he he said that 
with the T, he kind of tied it to TMZ coverage and, and him calling him fat, kind of chased him into the lot. Calling li- him fat? Yeah, so he was worried about the coverage of him getting fat or whatever, so he went mm-hmm. in for some liposuction. They gave him some really? pain. Yeah, so they gave him some painkillers after that. He then said he got addicted to him from those. Didn't his mom die from a plastic surgery thing? Yes. There you go. All right. Uh, well, he's married to Kardashians, where plastic surgery is like, you know, you're twice yearly going to the dentist. Right, exactly. Uh, he tweeted, the reason why I brought up the 400 years point is because we can't be mentally imprisoned for another 400 years. We need free thought now. Even the statement was an example of free thought. It was just an idea. There is also a, a, a trap that I find myself falling into as well often where... I feel like the only conversations that he enjoys having are the ones where disagreements occur. He he wants to pick at these these areas of contention and disagreement, often leading him to making these kind of statements because he's trying to discuss complex, difficult things. Which is this thing. Why couldn't I bait him into a Twitter war then? I was really excited about that. Because he's probably got a billion people trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, they cut out our tongues so we couldn't communicate to each other. I will not allow my tongue to be cut out. Okay. My point is, for us to have stayed in that position, even though the numbers were on our side, means that we were mentally enslaved. To make myself clear, of course I know that slaves did not get shackled or put on a boat by free will. We need to have open discussions and ideas on unsettled pain. Unsettled pain. That's the title of his new album. uh, My take on Kanye is is he's half nuts, but he's absolutely worth listening to. So, you know, and I'm not talking to a lot of you hate the music and you t- oh, t- 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 stop texting your or tweet or emailing your opinions on music you hate. I don't care what music you hate. <laughs> Anything else, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or you can text us 415-295-KFTC. George th- Bush hates the, black people. You think you're the first. Wow. Wow. Yeah, see, that was step three in his previous process. Oh, the, he says something ridiculous. You're like, what? What is going on? Okay, all right. <laughs> That was also a young Kanye. I think he's lived a little. He's got some kids. Uh, important to note, he is a 40-year-old man. It's easy to kind of just assume he is a, like a Simpsons character perpetually stuck in like this mid-20-something. Right. Well, kind he's of... a 25-year-old. 25-year-old. Yeah. Well, he's 40. Yeah, he's a 40-year-old man. Like he, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That should be involved in this conversation. We've discussed many times what would have happened if we had like NBA star money. At their age, at age 21, the life decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how about if everything you said was quoted in the international press at, you know, in your early 20s while you were enjoying a, a less than uh, sober lifestyle, perhaps? It'd be a nightmare. You want me to wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats? Oh, God. Yeah. Also, in the style of Kanye, there were two big kind of reveals or audio drops yesterday the tmz thing which is getting all the attention because of the slavery comment and then about an hour and a half interview that he did with a gentleman by the name of charlemagne which is much more kind of sit down well let's talk about this let's kind of get the thoughts out the the kind of conversations that i think you're you're alluding to that is a a much more interesting and enlightening conversation about who kanye west is all right very good well president was going to embrace him Uh, maybe he's not now i don't know I actually had a thought yesterday, I don't know why this popped into my head, of some party or event I was at and thinking, thank God that was before cell phones existed. Oh, yeah. 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 We've got that coming. A whole generation of people that are going to run for office and we're going to see videos of their uh, parties that they were at when they were 23 and things they said or songs they sang out loud. We should hit on the sorority girls that are in trouble for... Dropping in bombs while they're singing the songs with in bombs in them. I'm thinking it'll probably go like the pot thing is gone. 
I suppose. Initial burst of outrage, then after a while, everybody's like, uh, yeah, I'm not super outraged about that because I did too, and look at me now. So we ought to hit you with this. The autopsy report is out. Does it make any difference on what was in Stefan Clark's body when he got shot? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.